1: right, guys, we are back for another issue of the John and Mike Show. It's the Sports Insider Radio, John and Mike Show. For two weeks in a row, it's John and Mike. Last week I was in Georgia in Micah Smith's office, the legend next door, remotely sitting at a Mexican restaurant drinking my afternoon margaritas, high noon happiness, and now I'm back in the office in Baltimore, Maryland, with Big Mike, who just got off the golf course. We'll talk about off in a minute, Mike. Aren't you happy I'm back?
2: Yeah, I mean it's we we Sounded realized really,
1: that uh, that's, a min- that's a minus. I don't know if that, I should put the line on that. Yeah, minus 400. <laughs> Sounded very. You exciting. have way
2: too much energy. Way too much energy right now for uh, for a non-football day. Right now, I just saved I've my only energy had for the football day. Six
1: espressos. Six espressos before I came in.
2: Well, well you know, to each their own. I try to mitigate my uh, my coffee intake for the day cuz otherwise I will be not wired but completely have a anxiety attack cuz I'm literally freaking out and palms are sweaty. So no need for that today. Just got to stay mellow. Very happy with my performance with the Overs model. We happened to go 4 and 0 last night. Did you know went 4 and 0 last night? Did you know I went
1: 3 and 0 last night? We went 7 and 0 combined. Wow. Okay. No,
2: I did not. Um, it's just underdog, too many factors. Yeah, aren't you a
1: member of my underdog channel, sir?
2: I am, but, you know, you play the games for me. So it's like I just, you know, I'm, I'm a not even a bet it or forget it guy. I'm a take my account and bet it for me guy. So I don't even check it. I check it maybe once a week. Well, you know what? Let, let's, let's, let's
1: talk about this since we have a little more time since it's our show today. Um, Monday. Let's talk, about, let's talk about variance and let's sh- go through the last 48 hours to show gamblers why being emotional is a waste of absolute time. Monday, on my, to open up the week on my underdog channel, I went 0-3. I had the Mets plus 150, loser. I had the Milwaukee Brewers plus 150, loser. I had the Oakland Athletics plus 140, loser. Uh, tell me your record on Monday, Mike. 0-2. So for all you listeners, Monday you join, it's the first day of the week, you have access to Mike's totals, you have access to my underdogs. You open up the week with O and 5. O and 2 with Mike, O and 3 with me. I'm an underdog only player risking one unit a game. The next day, fast forward, yesterday. I have Oakland +115, Baltimore Orioles +180, Tampa Bay Devil Rays +145. I lose three units on Monday. I win 4.4 4 units on Tuesday. I am now 3-3 three and three for the week, and I am plus 1.4 units. But, Mike, what was your record yesterday?
2: 4-0. Uh, we had the totals on Monday. It actually went back-to-back. Um, on, on Monday, we had the Kansas City Twins game where, obviously – didn't come through on Monday. Not a big deal. We fired again. The indicators were very strong again for the game yesterday. So we fired with the same exact game, which is which is pretty normal in my system. Um, same thing with where my i fire out again and, and go back to back. So, you know, we had on Monday. Just wrapping my head around it. So, yeah, we had Minnesota and Kansas City on Monday, which was an under, did not hit. I had the same thing in the Giants-Arizona game. did not hit was a bad beat because in that game, it was six to one. There's a ton of opportunities. A lot of men were left on base happens. But then on the other side, you have a good beat last night on the Seattle angels game. I had the over seven and a half and up to the ninth inning. There was only five runs scored. So I needed three runs just to win the game and the Mariners, it was a good beat. We talk about good and bad beats here. They scored five runs in the top of the ninth to win 8-2. So, I look at it from both sides. You're going to have bad beats. You're going to have good beats. But at the end of the day, if you trust the process and you believe in the system that no matter what, you're going to be profitable. Because for right now, for the season, it is plus 18 net games. It's plus 64 net units. And that's a whole seasonal record. So it's well, funny, yes. I had a text, John. Hold on one second. Sorry. I was going to mention, we had a client that's been with us for <laughs> a very long time, and he sent me a text on Monday. Go, you suck on Mondays. Honestly, didn't even know how to respond to that. Don't want to respond to that.
1: Well, if he was in Europe, it would already been Tuesday. If he was in Asia, it would have been Wednesday. So well, he's he was in, in, in Australia. Canada.
2: Oh, okay. But it's, it's the emotional disconnection. With reality, he's, he's truly not looking for an answer. What he's looking for is a reaction for me. And I wouldn't give him a reaction. I, it's just like at this point in the game, we're too big and we teach people too much knowledge for them to ever give us feedback based on an individual day. Who cares if we suck on Monday? Do you think I'd run the numbers and say, maybe we're going to take Well, off. as, you know, if well, I let to, me just, well, let me just say one
1: thing, as Dave would say, small sample size and, but, and, and not to interrupt, he interrupt take your, small your say, he would laugh at it. He would
2: completely well, laugh well, at exactly, it. Exactly. But,
1: but, but, but the point is, like you said, because we are global, not local. And I do deal with people all around the world. That funny Monday, Tuesday thing is, yeah, it's, I literally talk to guys right now. It's already the next day, 24 hours later. But the funny thing is what I wanted to go back to real quick is if you were a new member, and you decided to start off Monday with our organization, with our syndicate, and you just happen to be a member of my Underdog Channel, Mike's Totals. You open up, you open up the week zero and five combined. You're freaking out because you're betting too high percentage of your bankroll. You're unemotional. I mean, you're overly emotional. I'm not gonna. Uh, what did I do? What did I get myself into? Yada yada yada. None of this happened yesterday. This is just over 35 years of doing this, and then. I get all these texts when I go 0 and 3 on Monday, waking up to seeing what the result. And then I wake up this morning and there's nothing on my phone, so I know I swept. I didn't even know about your game. So now I go 3 and 0, you go 4 and 0, I make 4.4 units yesterday, you make four units yesterday. Between the two, so we open up literally. We go 0 and 5, and then yesterday we go 7 and 0. And because of the dog prices, we're up well more than we're down. And so if somebody joined yesterday and it was the first day of their, their subscription, they think we're infallible and we can't lose. And I have to back that guy down and I have to say, relax, you just came in on an extraordinarily good day. The moral of the stories for all you listeners out there is that if you're worried about buying daily picks, if you go to DayTradeSports.com, Michael's website, and you watch his webinar, there's absolutely nothing to buy daytradesports.com. If you go to my site, John Syndicate, or the Syndicate Insider, same site leads you to the same place, the thesyndicateinsider.com, there is nothing to buy. It is designed that way because we personally are dealing with large players that are treating this as a business, want to treat it as a business and nothing more than a business. And when you're in a situation where you're fundamentally emotionally up and down on individual games. Give you an example. I know Dave is listening to this radio show, Dave W in Florida. Not, not Dave, uh, Dave, Dave, Dave. And I love me and Dave talk every day. My client in Florida, he played the golf two weeks in a row. And I'm just, you know, giving him a, uh, a little jive just for the fun of it. I'm sure he'll text me while I'm on the air. He played golf two weeks in a row, and we lost two weeks in a row. As I said on my YouTube video the other day when I gave it, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash The Syndicate Insider. Let's get it up to 2,000. I got 1,900 followers. Let's get it to two, then three, then four. I love giving out free information like I did the other night with a free winner on the White Sox. But here's the thing. I said to him, did you play the golf after we won Will Zalatoris at 22 to 1? Oh, no, I didn't play it. So here's the thing. A lot of people lose their enthusiasm over long-term high-variance products where you're going to have more losers and winners, and then they miss the score. If a client risked one unit, call it, uh, unit on two weeks ago in golf, he loses a unit. Then he risks one unit. La- the next week he loses a unit. And then he wins 22 units, less the uh, other plays that we put up So he wins, call it, 21 units. So now the guy's up 19 units in the last two weeks versus the expectation that when I play the BMW Invitational, which I'm going to play, we already have plays. We're already released after the radio. I'll put them out for all my golf clients. You know, I could lose the BMW golf tournament this week. It doesn't matter because I made that score last week. You're a golfer. And, again, you know you can have the greatest game one day and then the next day you get out on the golf course and you can't. You can't, I mean, I don't know if you watch the, I never watched golf. Did you watch what, how Will Zalatoris won? Did you see when the ball hit the cement and stuck in the corner and then they had to pick it up and drop it? Did you watch any of that, well, Mike, yeah, I mean, I,
2: that Yeah, but if you truly understood the dynamic of that, he got lucky just to, to layer into that statement with Will Zalatoris on that specific instance playoff. in the playoff. But when that ball got stuck in the edge where, Basically, if he tried to punch that out to the green, the ball easily could have went backwards, back in the water, which would have been another penalty stroke. The other guy had already put it in the water, but because he had to actually shoot first, Straka, his third shot, which was from the drop zone, he put it in the sand. So he knew, Will Zalatoris. he knew if he... Straka could actually go first from the sand because he was still farther out on the hole. And it gives, then it gave Zalatoris an idea. If he put it anywhere close out of the sand, yeah, he probably would have taken that shot. But because it wasn't that close of a shot, he was able to then reassess, go take a drop, put in a really good wedge, and, and one putt for the win. So he had an advantage there where he didn't have to make that decision. Because if, again, if if Straka would have put that really close on a second, when on his drop, then yeah, Zaltors might have went for that. So again, that guy's been so close in so many tournaments, and he's such. And he came in four, second caliber. four times. He came in second four times. Yeah, and he's been in playoffs before that he's lost. So the guy's been hovering around that, and it's it's that hard to win a tournament and. In the pros, it's just you have to play perfect for four straight days.
1: So I put out an alert to all the clients that there was a possible hedge. At one point, Straka was plus 200, so you got a unit to make 22 units, and you can hedge and you could bet a unit to make two units, cover your original play. And what was wild is I watched, it was the first time I've done this, um, I watched the live odds on the screen on the playoff. And let me tell you, it was insane. When that ball hit the water, when Straka's ball hit the water, Will Zalatoris went from plus 110 to minus 400 in one second. Imagine that, Mike. Plus 110 to minus 400 in seconds. So if you're sitting there and you're trying to live bet them, there were opportunities the whole time in the playoff. If you didn't have the original plays, that you could have guaranteed yourself a profit. You could have at one point got Will Zalatoris plus 250 you could have at one point got struck 250 you could have just literally had a dime on both sides or a 100 on both sides or a unit on both sides you knew you were going to make 1.5 units now the speed and the
2: execution
1: is what mattered because if you would have literally fat fingered this keyboard by the time you try to do it they lock your play out and there's no longer but from a non-golfer myself not playing golf I will tell you, it was exhilarating, and I don't get excited watching sports. It was exhilarating watching the odds up on the screen while they were going back and forth, and you could tell how, you know, as they, like they dropped the ball and they had to walk back each hole as they were doing. What was it? Three playoff holes or four? What do you mean for the BMW Championship? They started it. No, last week they started at the last hole, then they worked their way back hole. in the playoff. Right. It's so not always
2: each, the case. They. It's every course is different, meaning they go back and forth. So they play eighteen and then they play a par three and then they play some courses are different. Every course is set up differently for the playoff. Yeah, last year
1: you went to the BMW championship the same match here at Baltimore, Maryland at the Caves what was the Caves Valley
2: golf course? It's a Caves Valley Golf Course and this week's uh BMW championship is in Delaware. So it's not far from us. I mean, uh, l- I can already see the twinkle in your eye. You might have to load up the car and. Uh... Nah, you know I, I have things going on. Otherwise, so it's a buddy of mine, because he's a member at a country club. He had first rights to be a marshal on one of the holes. So they give you the outfit, which is a really nice outfit, because you could actually—it's real golf clothing. That it's not just like you know, servant. But uh, you're able—you're a marshal. You stand there and patrol, and you—you you know, you hold up the quiet signs. Oh, I would love that. You, I would love seeing yeah, I know. That. I know. So I asked him this year. It's funny. I asked him, I said, look, man, you know, I'm a golf nut. You know, can you hook me up? He's like, look, everybody from last year got first dibs. And then if there's opportunities left there, but every guy that does it, it's like, you know, it's a hobby to them. It's not about the money. They're just enjoying right, right, being right. out there for the day. So he's out there. Actually, I saw on Facebook this morning that he was out there at 7 a.m. He's on hole number 15. So it's pretty cool. And then, yeah, he was there last year as well, which was a cool experience. I mean, I had to, you know, with me, I had the pleasure of paying for tickets, thinking, you know, the only way to get in was through a ticket. But then I realized one of my buddies happened to his dad and him have a house on Caves Valley. So I parked in his parking lot and literally just walked through the trees (laughs) I bought tickets anyway and it was like I didn't even need to. Well, the I
1: don't know if you remember, uh, I cycled and I hit Cave's Valley and I tried to be slick and cycle by and they literally told me turn around, ride back the other way. I couldn't get
2: through cuz right. of the police. Yeah, it was I mean it's you know, it's in the county here in in the burbs in Baltimore County and you know, for them to have that high of a traffic for an event like that it was just it was wild. It was I've never seen it before like they shut down Park Heights. Remember that? Uh, I like, do. I, I, I tried to that, cycle that through strip it. between Yeah, that strip between uh, Caves Valley, Caves Road, and Walnut was just completely shut off. So
1: You know, it, it's because I've never been into golf. I didn't realize how big it was in Maryland. Like, I didn't realize it was such a big deal here because I was like, all oh, right, it's just where we, we live, and it's just like whatever. And you got people flying in from all over the world. But But while we're talking about Maryland, let's talk about two things. I went to the first football game this season, 21 in a row, with my son on the Baltimore Ravens Tennessee game. Again, I know for you, you know it's a waste of time, blah blah. But I mean, let's talk about these streaks and these trends um, before we talk about the Baltimore Orioles, and then we'll go back to golf in a little mi- in a minute. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, I just I've never seen it. The last game they lost was in 2015
2: in preseason. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the, the coaching, the the emphasis on teamwork and leadership. I, I don't know for any other reason how a person who's playing in the fourth quarter of a preseason game who, chances are, is probably not going to make the roster or doesn't make most rosters. You know, Those guys just unfortunately are practice squad guys, and they get thrown around the league until they play a couple years, and then they're done for whatever reason when they come here. We make them A play harder, crossbar. and we finish games. So, um, it's exciting to watch. I mean, I remember you posted that video. What was that? Seven years ago, two thousand thirteen, yeah, or nine years ago, two thousand thirteen, with Brian Blessing. Yes. Oh wow! So yeah, nine years ago that you posted it, they were still winning. So they were still winning. You know, I it's, think they lost like it, in the last ten years. They might have lost like three games in preseason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's interesting concept. And you know the groups that we're dealing with—they're hammering preseason games already. I mean, we had a good run last weekend. They had a couple over unders that that were very profitable. A lot of sides. I mean, they're they're already fully immersed into finding value in the inaccuracies in the market. And then what I learned in in the last couple years—I feel like I was very naive to the edge betting strategy, to finding value in the price and not the team. I was. I came from the world of watching the game, statistically driven, kind of like what I do with my totals now. But with getting the education from Dave and kind of having a breakthrough over the last 12 months, having all this knowledge from the other top dogs in this industry that are not handicappers, they're professional sports traders that are finding the inaccuracies in the market, finding those early prices and worrying about getting in early and getting the right price where, you know, it's the opposite philosophy of what these handicappers do. When we go to Instagram right now, John, all we see is Mm -hmm. this game is so big. You can't lose by now. And it's, unfortunately, we have to talk to those clients that have come from that realm that said, well, I've never been successful, but I want to see what you could do for me tonight. Well, you just told me you weren't successful. I mean, that's, Typically, and I tell them this, that's the definition of insanity. You expect different results, but you don't want to change the process. And what, what I've learned is you can't win that way, ever. It's impossible. Nobody will ever win trying to hedge their night's results on the next day and trying to basically 10x their bankroll in a couple of weeks. It's like the expectations are too high, and they're not properly funded. And it's like, unfortunately, I have these hard conversations on the first call and it doesn't like, it's like in our, in one ear out the other. And it's, it's so infuriating to try to help people that literally will, they want to blow themselves up. They have no understanding and concept of reality where at the end of the day, they're just, they think their opinion or lack of opinion, is the reason why they can pick football. But they don't want to take advantage of baseball because it's not entertaining to them. But they want to win money on their left hand, but on the right hand they don't want to play a sport that's that they don't want to watch. So it's like, what is it? Can, you can't. You have to be all in. If you want to trade stocks, be all into that. If you want to trade crypto and, and you still think that the market is going to improve in the next couple months and you really have a good price, now be all in. Pull this, I'm going to do it myself, but then I'm going to just use your content for my verification of my own opinion. It's like, John, when are they going to break through and understand that they will never win doing it their way? And you need to find experts that are professional traders, auto traders, finding these teams. Like, I'm looking in the channel right now for one of my groups that's doing international mm-hmm. soccer. I mean, I'm telling you right now. That there's no football today. Okay? There's no football. There's a little bit of baseball, and that's it. And they have open in the actual channel. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, 16 plays. Maccabi Haifa, just all kinds of this generic Listen, listen, I'll let you do
1: the Russian. I'll let you do the Russian. Let me do the, uh, the Hebrew, but go ahead. and yeah, You didn't say nah, it right, nah, but nah. it's all right. We'll do it for another time. Go ahead. Haifa.
2: There you go. Pretty good. I like it. Good, <laughs> <exactly. laughs>
1: right, good, good,
2: good, Yeah, with Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, they have, I mean, I'm looking at here, they have soccer from all these different leagues. They have a lot of tennis. Do you think this person that is getting the access where well, we're putting these games into their account have any idea – about the ATP and the WTA tour, of course they don't. They probably don't even check the scores. All they care about is a financial gain. And with football, they said, look, most of the guys I talk to now that are fully immersed in our business model, they're like, look, I'm just happy I don't have to worry about anything. All I have to do is live my life, check the scores. I'm a fan of the game. I'll still look at the games as they're You're giving them to me. But at the end of the day, I don't even want to have to think. I want to be able to focus on my life. Those are the guys that year after year have a successful, dedicated program with us that are happy. And they're not obsessed about calling me on a Thursday morning when there's a Thursday night football game and telling me that they know who's going to win the game. Maybe those people just need a friend. They don't want to win money. That's for sure.
1: Well, and again, you know, it goes back to the same thing. You said it in the way that I normally, uh, not the way I say it, it's my line. You know, they're not looking to win. They're looking for confirmation of their own bad opinion. It's like the same thing with baseball. I am very cognizant that on August 27th, today is August 17th, in 10 days I'm very cognizant of the fact that people will act like baseball doesn't exist because college football will start. Meanwhile, here I am preaching all this. By the way, Mike, how many weeks are there in a year?
2: Fifty-two.
1: We had this is our 50, 353rd show. Three hundred as of last week. That was our three hundred and fifty-second show on the air. So think about that. Three. That's three hundred and fifty-three shows we're doing today where I've been saying the same thing in all 353 shows. Dogs win 40% of the time. You can edge bet underdogs in baseball. If you're going to bet favorites, and we have guys in Las Vegas that only bet favorites, and we're not going to mention these unnamed sources on there, they spot play one game, two games maximum, and they kill it. But again, it's a different system. Here I am looking at the records. 1,040 favorites have won outright, 694 dogs have won outright. If you divide those two numbers into each other, 60% of the favorites, 60.0% of the favorites have won, 40.0% of the dogs have won, and I've given away this information for 353 weeks. Think about that. 353 weeks, and I basically have not changed my tune. That's 6.7 years on the air, never missing a show, whether we shut down and have no North American sports, whether, unfortunately, we lose people in this life that we live in, like Minister Brian Blessing. 6.7 years we've been saying the same thing, and you're going to say to me, when are they going to get it? Well, think about it. There's clients listening to this radio show that have been listening since radio show one. And then each week we bring on new members. Each week we lose old members in terms of the listening live. Then they listen archived online on Spotify or sportsinsiderradio.com. I am convinced that if somebody really wants to win money and they understand that it really is easy if they get out of their own way. But I am also convinced that the human behavior is, and I was saying this to our partner, Ted, is that you're in competition as in, we, the advisors, are in competition with the sports books, the legal sports books for sure. You have a client, we'll call him Mr. Y in Philadelphia. He, he's going to do a deal with us. He knows we win. We always win. When I say we always win, I don't mean we win every game, guys. We started the week 0 and 5. Yesterday, we came out with a nice 7 and 0 uh, for the day. And that's the point. How many people are that transparent? How many people show you the dirty, the dirty, dirty, dirty? It's all about, like you said, the 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 short term results that don't make anybody money. But let's talk about Mr. Y for a minute. Mr. Wise in Philadelphia, 45 minutes and uh, the way I drive, 45 minutes away, should be about an hour and twenty minutes away. And what did he do? He sends you a text. He blew his bankroll playing blackjack on the way to the sports book. That is the 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 Biggest impediment to a sports gambler's success who wants to be a sports trader is the casino itself. If somebody is, and again, I'm not saying you don't enjoy, you can enjoy, I enjoy playing Baccarat. That's my game. You enjoy playing poker. That's your game. Uh, We have Micah enjoys playing craps. That's his game. It's funny. All three of us have a different casino game that we covet. His is craps. Yours is poker. Mine is Baccarat. But I would never let if I sit down at the Baccarat table, the envelope in my pocket for Baccarat is completely separate than my sports book bankroll. And so when these guys walk in, they want to treat it as a business, they get all hyped up and then they do exactly what Mr. Y did. It makes you wonder, does somebody have the self discipline? So you have two issues. You have the self discipline when you're phys- the physicality of being in the sports book, having to walk remember, all sports books are at the end of the casino, forcing you to walk through. Now there are some sports books; they're not sponsoring the show in Vegas that I'm not going to mention. That have their you know who they are. If you're a Vegas guy, you can pull right up to the sports book parking and walk in and avoid the casino. That is a rarity in terms of the real estate of how a uh, architecturally a sports book is laid out. You must walk in. You hit the slot machines first is your first buffer. It's like a, it's like a chess chess game. The pawns are the slot machines. Then you go back to the next row and you hit the crap tables. And then you go back to the next row. You hit the the poker tables. Then you go back to the next row. You hit the Baccarat tables, the blackjack tables, the, the three card poker tables. And then you go to the back back and you have the high roller slot machines. And so like, I know that every sports book I walk into, I have uh, something stopping me along the way. You almost have to be like a horse with blinders on to actually get to the window to make the bet if you don't have any self-discipline. So this is the biggest problem with state with the legalization of wagering is that all the casinos were there first. They added the sports betting second. And then we hear these war stories where guys shoot themselves in the foot because they think they're going to sit down and be the next MIT
2: blackjack counter. I mean, you couldn't say best. I mean, that's this is what we deal with. This is what we're always going to face. I feel like uh, now that you brought up the client, I had no intention of, you know, even because he did actually text me this morning and he said, oh, oh, we love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just about him. It's about a lot of people want to know how to make market edge plays where you're not handicapping, you're strictly finding the inaccuracies on the entire board, and you're sitting in front of a screen for five to six hours a night, and you're offsetting the juice, and you're, you're basically <clears throat> you're trading. If you have the discipline and you have the bandwidth to be able to do that, awesome. That is David Miller's life. That is what David Miller will absolutely dominate during the entire football season, and that's how he's made most of his wealth. But to get to that point, it takes a lot of discipline. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's not cheap. It's not like buying picks. This is completely different. The amount of time, and, and this is kind of where we did a hybrid of sorts for the football season. The hybrid that we did was we're still going to let you see every single strategy, every single selection, every single move that Dave is going to be on. You're just basically at the mercy of him posting it versus you doing it yourself. And then you doing it for the following season and you doing it for the rest of your life where you don't have to keep resubscribing the mentorship From the actual coaching side, it's a one-and-done situation where you make the commitment, you do the education, and then it's like riding a bike. Once you know it, you never forget it. Whereas if you don't have the bandwidth and you're a guy that has a full-time career, a family man, a social life, and don't have the time to sit in front of screens every day and treat it like a business, then yes, you would fall into the other category, which is getting on Telegram getting access to all of those strategies and basically being a subscriber season by season, which, and this is why every time we talk about the mentorship, I want to talk to the clients firsthand because guys are just so susceptible to reading, not reading the fine print. When I say the fine print is they, everybody wants to win, but some guys don't understand the amount of work that goes into it for you to actually learn how to do what he does. The advantage is Dave, for the first time ever, is willing to release that information and teach people. We finally found a common ground where it's, because of the legalization in these books nationwide, it really doesn't hurt his price in Colorado when a guy is in New Jersey at FanDuel putting down five, ten thousand 10000 a game. It's not hurting his price. So, you know, we we believe that we have a product that is bar none the only one on the web, the only one that is accessible and for us to educate it going forward. I haven't seen anybody else out there doing this. Everybody else out there is telling you that there's a game tonight that is a hundred unit pipe lock, you know, throw out the key play tonight. That's what those guys, and I'm not, listen, I am not bashing anybody else. I think there's other people out there that have systems that you could actually profit with. Personally, I don't think it's a sustainable and ever will be a sustainable product where you're trying to risk a large amount of your bankroll every single night and trying to replicate that. It's you'll lose. I mean, you've been teaching money management for what 30 years? And so it's,
1: and it's funny listening to you like I, go ahead continue. I'm listening. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – the
2: bottom line is the advantages of learning the craft Two well, educated this. Let, let businessman will well, be – Let me say this for
1: the listeners out there. There's two advantages. Let's forget about learning the craft. You know, this is what I tell people off-air all the time. Do you want to buy selections from someone that has no skin in the game? Do you want to buy selections from some guy calling you on the phone that if he walked by you wouldn't you wouldn't even know he was standing in front of you, or do you want to deal just like you would in every other aspect of your life with a financial advisor, with the guy that cuts your hair, the guy that you know train, teaches you how to play golf, you know when you take those classes? Do you want to deal with a real human being and have a fundamental? relationship that has nothing to do with the short-term variance because, like I said, I have clients that literally I've had since 1999, 1998, 1997. When I met them, I was single. They were single. They got married. I got married. They had kids. I had kids. My kids are 17. Their kids are 17. It's like, or do you want to constantly chase, chase, chase? Here you are. You're getting married in a year, Mike. And so let's use that as a perfect example. Like I always tell somebody, when you hop from handicapper to handicapper to handicapper, when you hop from gain, um, source to source to source to service to service to service, what you're basically doing is you're not making a commitment to a system. It would be like literally uh, having ten girlfriends simultaneously and thinking that you're going to have anything long-term positive out of that situation. And what I, what, what I, it, you have to decide: Do you want? Does the does the does the provenance does the does the does the history of the firm you're dealing with matter and what i tell people is that with the advent of technology you know it was very hard in the old days because i had a tv show that i did every saturday and sunday um prior pre espn on sports networks that you'd have to record the show, and then you'd have to send it to each local network around the country, and then, you know, you didn't have, you could, you'd have to tell someone your record, even if you manually kept the record on the chalkboard in the office where you stood for the season. There was no way to really deal with any long-term, and now, somebody calls you up and you send them a record, you can hit a button and run a screenshot and run a report of how you've done for the last five years and what you've done and the, the winning streaks and the losing streaks. And, and, and is that important to the guy on the other end of the phone or is it just important that he gets a hot game? And what I basically say is I still maintain, you say, what's it going to take? Uh, ego. not with Dropping the ego. Understanding that you're not, These sports books that are now legal in 30-plus states, they just added Massachusetts last week online and in person. Think about that. Some of the biggest players I've ever had in the United States of America, like I said, live in Boston, Massachusetts, as we've said it, and I've said it many a time, even though the show is broadcasting from Vegas, you know, again, there's no real players in Vegas. There never have been. There never will be in terms of subscribers of information. If 100 people purchase information or want to learn, 90 of them live on the East Coast, and of the 90 that live on the East Coast, 70 of them live in the Northeast. There's a reason why Jersey's handle has surpassed Nevada, um, and Massachusetts will surpass New Jersey. And what do all these places have in common is that they, these states recognize that they were losing tax revenue because they realize that most people lose. The state legalizes it. You're happy. It's a wealth creation scenario as an extra tax. And the gambler never steps back and realizes that what was once not allowed is allowed. This is like the 1920s, except we're in the 2020s, with prohibition. Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel. If you know anything about Old mob, they have a mob museum in the old downtown Las Vegas. What was Vegas? What was, where did they make all their money? running booze and then it became legal. And then everybody had booze. Now it's the same thing with, with sports wagering, but they, 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 they're doing it as a cash grab. So you, the listener have to really step back. If you have an IQ over one and say, do I, we, do I want to be part of the extra tax revenue? Yes. I can get lucky and bet on my own. Yes. I can hit five team parlays. Yes. I can have a weekend where I go 10 and zero, and, we all know you're not going to keep them. We all know there's just what we call the terminology in old school betting is it's more bullets in the gun. I mean, you know, there's a statistic with the offshore books, uh, Mike, that I think like it's only like 1.5 percent of people actually ever make a withdrawal. So, you know, the guy sticks 10 grand in his account. He gets it to 20. Oh, it's 20. Now let me get it to 30. It's 30. Now let me get it to 40. And then you know, it's this it becomes an adult video game. This is stuff that I've said before. And they're, they have this dopamine high because they're. when I get it to 100 grand, I'm going to make a withdrawal. And they get to 98. And they go, well, I only got two grand. And then next thing you know, the bear market comes in. Boom, 98 all the way back down to 10. So I've seen this over and over and over again. And like I said, the value of having a platform where we're not doing a podcast. Anybody with a computer can have a podcast. We are on the air for literally 6.7 years. This is the 353rd show. And you have to ask yourself going into this upcoming football season, are you excited because it's football? Are you waiting till September 11th to call up and subscribe? Or do you not care about football because you shouldn't? You should care about making money 365 days a year. I don't mean making money every day. And the clients that are smart, and I'm not saying the ones that aren't, aren't smart. It's they haven't had enough pain. This is a very long-winded question to you, what's it going to take? What it's going to take is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you keep reloading and reloading your account and reloading your account, and then you finally say, you know what, I got to surrender. I got to run a slow race. Instead of a sprint, you know, I'm a long-distance cyclist, Mike. I don't try to ride races. I'm slow as a snail. I can ride 100 miles in six hours, but I'm certainly not going to ride an average speed of 18 miles an hour. This is what gamblers don't understand. Sharps like Dave Miller do not care if they lose or break even for eight months out of a year. Because when 12 months are done, they're going to make money. So, uh, didn't mean that long diatribe, but that's the short, short, long answer to your question. What's it going to take?
2: Well, yeah, and I mean, this this is the deal. This is the world we live in. Um, but especially with football coming, understand that it is a not a race; it's a marathon for a reason. Why do I work limited hours in the summer, even though there's still plenty of value in baseball? Because I know. I need enough gasoline in a tank to be able to handle the seven-day work week when it starts, when football starts, because there's basically now football every day, and there's opportunities on the board, and before you blink, there's going to be basketball. Before you blink, it's going to be college basketball, and then you're talking about having the interchangeability of basketball, NBA, and college every day college football and NFL on the weekends where it gets crazy. We're just completely immersed in the market. And then on top of it, there's tennis going on year round golf going on year round. Soccer. It's like, there's so much going on at some point, the client is either going to understand that it's impossible to have the bandwidth to have a full time. I couldn't do it. I couldn't have another job. There's no way I could focus on doing anything else and be successful trading this. I've tried trading crypto on the side and putting in a couple <laughs> hours a day, and I failed. I can admit my failure. I move on. I'm actually glad my failure came before the crypto crash, so I got a portion of my money back. Because if I held on to a lot of those altcoins, just like we know about a certain one, it plummeted. I, just just to give a little sidebar to that, I had what is it? Between a oh, bunch of buddies of ours, we bought cummies on uh, for we spent thirty five hundred. The last time I checked, we, we all put in five hundred bucks as like all right, it's going to go to the moon. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know fluff coming behind the coin. You know, all the girls on OnlyFans are going to use it as currency. You know, it's it's a Big popping market. It's worth right now. I think I checked the thirty five hundred is worth. I think fifty one dollars. It's pretty cool. That's a good return. That's a good return. Well, let's talk. For I want
1: to thirty five hundred to fifty one. Well, let me let's talk about returns. If what would you have? Can you imagine the Baltimore Orioles are sixty one and fifty five, and they are the most profitable team by a mile. Plus two twenty five hundred and eleven $2,511. So if you bet every Orioles game this year $100 to win $100, bucks, you are $2,511. Now, let's talk about, and, and let me show you guys why favorites are losing man's game, unless the caveat is you have access to sources that can pluck out favorites. Atlanta has won seven games in a row. That's the longest winning streak in baseball as of today, August 17th. Atlanta is currently second in the National League East. They are 72 and 46. They are minus $11 for the season. I repeat, minus $11 for the season. Yes, I got one of my guys listening who's the favorite guy in Las Vegas that bets. He just sent me a text. Yeah, he he is an enigma. He does something that basically statistically is impossible, which is why if you want to get his games, it's six figures. And if you ever want to get his games and you're listening, you're going to have to be willing to play one game, two games, maybe three games a week in football season. But the thing is, it doesn't work for the average guy because the average guy can't handle the fact that you can have a winning record and lose because it doesn't matter when you're betting favorites. You have to bet big enough that it matters. Where with the dog side, like I said, if you just literally forget about every team and just bet the Orioles every day, you just roll. Now, the Dodgers, they've, they were on a nice little 11-game winning streak. Congratulations, Dodgers. They're up $262 for the season. Can you imagine that, Mike? This team is 80-35. and 35. They are up $262 for the season. Insane. It is just so insane to me why people would bet favorites without paying six figures. You want to bet favorites? Pay six figures. You don't. You don't want to pay six figures? Then you better bet dogs every day of the week. Because like I said, you take me this week. I'm three and three, plus one point four units. So for all you listeners out there, you bet hundred dollars on Monday on all three games. You lose three hundred. On Tuesday, you bet three hundred dollars. You win four hundred and forty dollars. So I'm now three and three instead of down money as if I was playing football or basketball, I am up 1.4 units. What sport, and I say it over and over again, can you go one and one and make money? And this is the, this, the, the long-term strategy is that you have to be willing to not care that Monday you went 0-3 because if you're going to worry about going 0-3 on Monday, you're not going to be around for the 3-0 three, three and 0 on Tuesday. And like I said, For all the people that are listening, they want to reach out to Mike. I normally don't do this. You can just text Mike directly. 310 425 9494. Everybody has your number anyway, Mike. So what's the difference? 310 425 9494. You text Mike. You tell him, you just text him the keyword radio. Tell him when you can speak on the phone. He's not going to text you back and forth. We love. DMs, we love text messages to make the hello, but you're not going to learn anything with us. I am personally too old to teach on text. Mike, you've been doing these Zoom mentorships with David Miller. They've been amazing. You've had people as far as, what was that one guy? He was in Brussels or Belgium. You've had guys in Australia on the Zoom calls, guys in Greece. How the, to give everybody we got a five minutes level walkthrough of uh, how long a zoom call lasts and what you a little bit of what you guys do on the zoom calls because you're not
2: giving out selections so, on the so mentorship to start out yeah so to start out we do a prep call because again you know we want to know what the client's limitations are how far they want to take it because there's so much content and information that goes into this stuff if you're not going to properly utilize it it's we don't want you to commit because the investment, it's not a cheap price. It's not for somebody that has a couple hundred dollars in their bankroll that wants to learn how to find market edges. You have to be properly funded. So we go through usually about a 45-minute call just to make sure the client understands, and gauges um, how to do this and have the bandwidth to do it. Because like I said, even if we make a commitment and the client's not, viably accessible to do this, it's, it's not worth it to us because again, that this is going to, it's a long process. And then secondly, we then have a zoom call with Dave. Um, we record the zoom calls for each client because it is a lot of information. It is a lot of content this way. They could go back to it. Then once we have the first one, usually by that point, if somebody's committed to this, they have, they're not a newbie in terms of, they know how to, bet sports, they kind of maybe understand the principle of what we're trying to do. They just don't know exactly, you know, the mathematical edge, which is the, you know, the the breaking point where they know how to offset their wagers. They know how to offset the juice. They know how to key the books that we're trying to use as leverage. And then after that initial call, they start doing it themselves on a minuscule scale, not really investing a very high percentage of their bankroll. By doing so, they start – at that point, usually people make small mistakes. Well, those examples are very important early on. Like a client that we did in the spring has been learning all summer, he's going to be ready for football. He's absolutely going to be ready for football. Early on, he made some mistakes. He was able to send us those examples, finding out why those mistakes happened. We fixed it. We then had another call with Dave. And now he's, he gets it because, again, it's a lot. It's like learning a new language. You're going to make mistakes unless you're just. We, we did have a client very early on that was very far ahead of the game where he almost even knew the market edges. He just wanted to understand how to run it as a business, which was a little bit different. Where the hard part for him was not learning how to read the screens, it was how to be able to monopolize his business side of it and and be very successful. And we taught him that as well. So we have a few different ways of people that come into this business opportunity and we're able to service both sides of it. If you're just learning how to actually successfully run it as a legitimate long term business, or you want to actually learn how to actually find the edges on an everyday market. So both sides are very viable. If you need both sides of it, we teach you how to do both sides of it. That's why internationally clients have been calling and signing up because they see that the European markets are softer for U.S. sports, obviously because they're not getting the crazy handle like they do in the U.S. And we had a client in Belgium, we had a client in Australia that both were very, very knowledgeable of what we do. They just wanted to basically get the cliff notes of how to run it as a business and be successful and they're willing to pay to learn how to do it which is that's what smart people do they don't try to always try to figure it out themselves they know it's going to be a cost and a price included if you're going to be basically told trade secrets of how to actually run it as a successful business from somebody that's been doing this for decades i mean dave's been successful Mm -hmm. with this going on for a long time and,
1: and, and like I just got the alert from the radio station, we got about 60 seconds left before the music starts, but man, you couldn't have said it any better. Guys, send him a text, 310-425-9494. If you listen to the show later on Spotify, the John and Mike show, or if you listen to it on Sports Insider Radio, it doesn't matter when you listen to it, send them a text and say, hey, I listen to your radio show, let's talk. That's it, not what do you got, not what's the hot play, not show not real not don't do that 310-425-9494 we will be back next week with Dave Miller in studio in Colorado he was away and traveling today and we're going to be getting ready for college football in 10 days August 27th can you believe it mike 10 days we got real go football it's coming we'll be back next week guys sports insider radio the john and mike show good day and good luck
0: johnsyndicate.com. Call one 888 201